Hi, Darlene here with Tinger Bravery. Uh, you can find me on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. And now through my online blog called Unmaking a Mess. In fact, I posted this particular recording. I wrote it a few days ago and posted it on my blog, Unmaking a Mess. So please, um, if you prefer to read it, uh, definitely log into there and uh, subscribe to my blog and share it as well if you would please. So anyway, I'm going to be reading from this particular post. And anyway, here we go. This one I titled, When Talking to Kids Matters. So I have been feeling much better. In fact, I went to my shop and worked a few days in the last couple weeks. In fact, this week, I actually have worked four mornings because we were short help. And, you know, it really went well. I didn't get stressed out or too uptight about anything, which was quite surprising to me. But it goes to show that perspective on life combined with the proper meds actually helps. So hang in there with me. Let's keep doing this. I want you to really um, listen in to everything I have to say here. I appreciate it. So anyway, speaking of which, I don't feel like I'm getting enough done in my days still. You know, I need to be more forgiving of myself for that and really take God's lead on where he needs me right now. Let me talk to you guys about that. Do you ever feel like as a mom, a parent, or someone, you feel like you're just not getting enough done, but when you look back, you discover all of these things that you were able to check off your list but take in consideration what really matters. And where I need it right now for myself is taking care of my girls. Um, you know, I think, and I don't know, you tell me if you feel this way too, that, you know, once your kids go off to college or they turn a certain age, you seem to think that they know the basic rules of life and you can kind of cut them loose. Please do not tell me this is just me. You know, let's admit it. After we have raised them for 16 to 18 years, we think, okay, maybe we can kind of slack off a bit. Maybe step back a little bit. Come on now, please do not tell me this is just me. But after having a few conversations with some people and friends, I discovered I really am not alone in this mentality. We do discover that there are things that our older kids approach in life that perhaps they didn't need to know when they were five, um, that we were trying to teach them then, they may need to know now, or maybe certain situations when they were 10 and it wasn't exactly needed at that time. But it's totally relevant now at 17. And these reminders are absolutely crucial. Am I making sense? I really hope so. So, okay, so since my last post, I had to pull my girls together to give them one of the usual quarterly lectures. It seems something that is needed every few months. And when I say lectures, I'm going to get into that a little bit here because it used to be a huge lecture with me where I didn't even give them a chance to talk. But now, 
it's way different. Hang with me here. This time, I sent them a text, because we're all in this group text, the girls and myself, to give them an idea of what I would talk about so this way they could come up with their own questions and comments. It seems that these talks are generally precipitated by some type of crisis between me and the girls or between the girls themselves. So I wanted to make sure that this particular time I'm absolutely doing things different because I want them to know that I don't want to do all the talking, okay? And so this particular time, it began with my two older girls who were arguing over work shifts at the coffee shop. Honestly, it really was a simple fix, but I could see both sides of the argument with them. You know, one side of one daughter that just wasn't planning ahead or just assuming that her younger sister would trade shifts with her again. It wasn't going to really adversely affect the younger daughter because she didn't have plans that day. So it didn't truly matter. So why was she adamant and not doing this favor for her sister? So you could see, I could see both sides. One not planning enough in advance and the other one just pretty much being stubborn. It really got me thinking about what we are doing for one another and what I personally have shown them. Um, this is going to seem a little off base here, but it does coincide with what I'm trying to explain. So not to mention the fact that I really have been paying for quite a few things lately and there really needs to be consideration to how they are spending their money now and when they get even older. So it really ties into this because it has to do with working and earning money. So I was determined to gather them together and have this conversation with them without making them feel guilty or ashamed. Okay, there's relevance here, all right? I don't want them feeling guilty because they're working to make money for something they really want, but that also ties into what I just said, that I have been having to take care of so much money, so many things lately, that maybe that was kind of weighing heavy on my mind, my heart, and my shoulders. So I kind of saw it as an opportunity to really tie it all together and try to teach them some life skills and lessons here. But like I said, I didn't want to do it without them and make them feel guilty or ashamed. Okay, I'm going to tell you this and be super honest. I have been that parent that just, when I'm out to make a point, I literally throw the book at my kids. Not literally, okay? But throw the book at them and making them realize so many other things that may not directly pertain to the actual argument. Like I go deep into depth about you know, finances, money, you know, how they're spending their time to how they're using their money. You know, this time I just didn't want to do that. Um, I did not want to take it to the point of them taking advantage of each other or me. You know, those are old conversations that used to happen. And 
in those particular conversations, well, heck yeah, they didn't know how to respond because I was generally out to say so much. And if they did respond, I already knew what my rebuttal would be. It was horribly one-sided. And over the course of time and a few meltdowns from my daughter, excuse me, and her telling me that she never could talk to me because I was the one that did all the talking and never actually let her voice her opinion. Well, that really hit me hard. And now that I started getting to the point of seeing my kids grow up, get older, get on their own, I realized how important it really was for me to have my daughters know they could come to me without feeling ridiculed, without feeling as if they weren't going to get a word in. Um, so it took a lot of deep thought and prayer. And, you know, for me personally, a lot of introspective thinking, like, why was I doing this? And I think part of it, as I gather all these thoughts together and put them down in writing, you know, I really feel like a lot of that was done out of hurt and out of pain and living with tons of regret once their dad died. So when I say like all those lectures happened, yeah, they actually happened frequently after he passed away. So I let things pile up on my own mind and heart and I just took it out on them when they did something that wasn't great or their behavior warranted some type of lecture. I took it too far. Okay, I was absolutely wretched. But I'm here to tell you the truth. That's what this blog post recordings are all about. And that's what happens when there are unresolved arguments, when there is divorce, when there's death, and when you don't know exactly who you are and how to deal with these things. Not to mention tons of regret. So, this particular conversation, I was absolutely determined for it to go differently. Therefore, I waited a few days before it was the right time to talk to them. I didn't address their argument that the two girls were having that particular day. I even waited until even after those workshops were done and all was said and done. I pretty much told them that I was going to step out of their argument and let them handle it themselves, which I know a lot of you parents do. And me, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But this time I consciously just said it. I'm out. You guys figure it out. So in addition to doing that and waiting until after the argument was done and all was said and gone, I told them as well that this conversation was going to be kept at 15 minutes tops, giving them enough time at the end to express their concerns. And I discovered that waiting a few days was absolutely the right thing to do. You know, was I frustrated over the girls not getting along? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But 
like I said, it was different for me to not jump to the conclusion to fix their debate immediately. This was a huge trust for me. Trust in God, because generally, I just wanted to get in there, fix it, and be done. I figured this was something that they needed to handle themselves, but positively a concern that brought on some other issues that needed to be talked about. So what I did differently at the beginning of this talk was I did address the shame and guilt. I told them that nobody was going to walk away from this conversation feeling guilty, ashamed, or criticized. That was absolutely not my intent. And it really wasn't. My intent this time was to be a parent who was bringing up stuff that needed to be talked about. Not to mention, I want them to learn how to go to one another when problems come up, especially when I'm gone. I insisted that once the talk was done, we'd return to having a good day, eating a nice lunch, playing a game, whatever it was that we were going to do that day, but we were not going to hang our heads and pout. I really want my girls to learn how to handle problems without it going days, unsaid or unresolved or being mad at each other or just kicking the issue under the rug only to have to come up with it during another argument. Because when that happens, it just means we're piling on more past stuff onto a current issue. So I really was quite proud of myself in the way I handled the talk. I'm telling you what, these meds are helping me in ways I never thought it could happen. To be able to gather my thoughts and express them clearly, and in this case, from a caring parent perspective, instead of the parent who is hurt, angry, and in pain, well, it felt really good. You know, I don't want my girls to think I'm just going to talk at them. You have no idea what it means to me to be able to have my girls come to me when they have problems. It's a work in progress. I'm not saying I've got it all figured out. I never want to imply that. That's the whole meaning of this blog. It's to go through these trials and figure them out and realize that it's never going to be perfect. And there's always going to be different issues coming up. So remember, I'm looking at this. Remember, I am your gal who sticks her foot in her mouth in a major way once a month. Not that I don't stick my foot in my mouth in small ways throughout that time. But in the major way, yeah. For me, one step forward, two steps back. In fact... Once that conversation was done, a week later, I had a talk with one of my girls about something else. I tried so hard to get my point across in a caring way, but I had to bring things up that involved more than just her and behaviors that she would hopefully want to see changed before she gets out into that real world. It was not an easy conversation, so I'm telling you, when 
I have like this great conversation with all the girls, then it's that step backwards where I have another conversation with one girl and it wasn't quite as smooth. So there you go, being honest with you here. I just want to try to fix things because I've gone through it, so I don't want my girls to face it themselves. That's the whole point of these discussions. Okay, so truly for me, it's hilarious for me to think that I would be able to help my daughters avoid all those crappy mistakes that I made when I first moved out or when I got my first real relationship or where I got a job where I didn't know how to handle things. I mean, right now, my girls, well, I guess one of them still is working a job where kind of, sort of, her mom is still the boss, but she's doing a great, a great job of it, so I'm really proud of her. I can help my girls to a certain extent. I cannot avoid the possibility that they will have to stumble and fall themselves in order to learn from their own mistakes. I mean, after all, I had to do that time and time again. What I can do is provide this home life for them that does give them some discipline based off love and God's direction. You know, I'm tired of beating myself up over my crappy parenting over the past several years. I mean, we're talking way back even with my son. I've made so many mistakes, it's ridiculous. And I still do. I can definitely open my mouth and say wonderful things in the best way possible and turn around and screw it up a day later. What is different about me now is learning how to unmake the mess. Hence, the name of the blog. And that's what I call being honest with them and me. So anyway, I wanted to get on here and talk a little bit about that and just kind of share what's kind of been happening over the past few days because inevitably it's always something. I have just a few more things I want to share with you really quick before I end this. I want to give one example in regards to talking. And that is when my youngest daughter had a talk with a coach the other day, he was going to help her get in some practices in volleyball. And he asked her what she wanted him to help her with. Now, this is a college coach, okay? She told him a couple of things that were completely on point. Me, later after the call was done, I dwelled wondering if she said the right things, if I should have jumped in saying something. Yeah, for me particularly, it was one of those, I was going to sit in my chair and dwell over it until that feeling went away. You'll have to look up that post from a few days ago. But instead, I played a game with the girls. I brought up the phone, the phone call again, and my daughter was flat out blatant with me telling me I was making her feel bad about what she said. Hence, foot in mouth, one step forward, three or five steps back. That particular night, 
I went into her room and I told her I was sorry that I let my anxiety get the best of me and worrying about too much of what she said or didn't say instead of just trusting her. I told her that's who I've been, which is absolutely the truth, and how I wish I didn't worry so much about stuff like that, which is another truth that I'm working on. I told her I loved her, and I just wanted what was best for her, and I need to trust God. I don't know if it helped, but I think it did. I think what is important here when it comes to talking to our kids and trying to guide them to have their own talks with adults, teachers, coaches, whoever, is that it's so important to let them have those conversations, figure it out, and let them stumble and fall, have those regrets, but get back up and do it again. And realize what is said is said, and there are ways of fixing things simply by going back and apologizing or saying we were wrong. I'm learning how to apologize and explain why I do dumb things and then working on it. You know, maybe, just maybe, all that hurt and pain that I have harbored for so many years and beyond is slowly starting to go away. Okay, I'm out of here. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you all. Please continue to listen, share, subscribe. Send send this to someone who you think might want to hear it too. And send me your comments, uh, suggestions, whatever it is. I'm here to listen. Thank you so much. God bless you all. I shall be in touch.